I suppose if I were offended enough by this term, I could say that PC is not PC. Welcome to the Common Errors in English Usage Podcast. I'm here with Paul Bryant, author of the Common Errors in English Usage website and book. I'm the editor of that book and host of this weekly podcast, Tom Sumner. Well, hello again, Paul. Hi, Tom. Paul, uh, we've talked about tech terms worth knowing in the past, and you've got a few more in the book that I wanted to run run down. The first one on my list uh, today is, uh, it's actually not just a technical term, or it's a term that uh, predates computer usage, but we use it. Uh, It's backup. This is one of a large category of uh, phrases which... um, are, are, can be either two words or one word and have different meanings if they're um, one or the other. To back up, two words, is an activity. Back up your computer regularly. Back up the truck to the garden plot and unload the compost. A backup, one word, is a thing or describes a thing. Keep your backup copies in a safe place. Other examples, a traffic backup sewage, backup, backup plan, backup forces. Older writers often hyphenated the latter form, back hyphen up, but this is now rare. So these are called phrasal verbs and uh, versus nouns. And I, I try as much as possible not to use grammatical terminology in my writing. Um, there's a, a whole section on phrasal verbs versus nouns in the book. And this is just one example of it. Well, yeah, and it's something to try to keep in mind. It, it does spill into other usage, usage too. But if we want to stick with the technical terms, a, a related one might be uh, log in. Log in, one word, log hyphen in, and log space in. There's a strong tendency in American English to smush the halves of hyphenated words and phrases together and drop the hyphen. So we commonly see phrases such as enter your login, one word, and password. This is a misuse of login, since logging involves both entering your ID and password, and login is not a proper synonym for ID alone, or username, commonly truncated to the ugly username, one word. Such mashups are influenced by the world of computer programming, where hyphens and spaces are avoided. If you would prefer to use more standard English, it would be appropriate to use log hyphen in as the adjectival phrase, follow the correct log in procedure, log hyphen in. But the verb plus adverb combination should not be hyphenated. Before viewing the picture of Brittany, you'll need to log space in. Log on and log hyphen on mean the same thing as log in and log hyphen in, but are less common now. My local town library on its website has the login um, up on its page, and it irritates me every time I go there. It's a single word. And on a related note, Paul, uh, there's um, log on and visit. What have you got about that? Well, you log on to a website by entering your ID and password. If you're merely encouraging people to visit a site which has no such requirement, it's misleading to ask them to log on to it. 
News reporters often get this wrong by reporting how many people logged on to a particular site when they mean visited. You can be connected to a site without necessarily logging on. Visit or just go to will do just fine. And I, I hear this almost always only from reporters. I don't think it's something that other people tend to say. Yeah, it, it and but it's it's a good it's a good point because it's a what is the point about um, possible confusion about people who know too much about about computers maybe or know just know just enough about computers to to be confused by it. Yeah, if somebody tells me that I need to log on to a site, I'm much more hesitant about going to visit it. Is this going to be you know are they going to want all kinds of information? They want to hook up to me through Facebook and. <laughs> You know, who knows all kinds of things. If I have to invent a new password, oh, no, I don't think I want to do that. Uh-huh. Where if I'm just visiting a website and there's no logon required, then much more likely to go ahead and do it. And I, I also, uh, I'll, I'll just go back for a second um, to another, uh, what we were saying before about log in and, and log in. And, um, and so we've done log in and log on. Uh, Circling back to these one-word and two-word things, there you have an entry on online and online. Yeah, uh, this is another one of those where um, it started out, I think, as two words, but it's uh, mostly become one. The common adjective used to label Internet activities is usually written as one word, online. The online site selling banana cream pies was a failure. But it makes more sense when using it as an adverbial phrase to write two separate words. When the teacher took her class to the library, most of them used the time to go on space line. The hyphenated form on hyphen line is not widely used, but would be proper only for the adjectival function. However, you're unlikely to get into trouble for using online one word for all computer related purposes. As for real physical lines, the British and New Yorkers wait online in queues, but most Americans wait in line. Yeah, so this is one of those cases where uh, it, it is getting smushed together and online is being used more and more as one word. And um, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's funny how uh, log in and log in one word to two words still makes sense to make a, uh, to differentiate between the uh, the verb and the noun, but uh, this one, or the adjective and the and the and the verb, but this one, uh, for some reason, it, it it makes sense to me that it's getting truncated into one word, and I can't put my finger on why. Right, and the, what I'm saying is that you know you can use online as two words only when describing activity, but you don't really even have to use it there. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, well, I have another related term to online. That's the counterpart offline. What do we say about offline? Ah, well, that's when you're usually uh, doing something to a computer file while not connected to the internet, which is getting harder and harder to accomplish with everybody moving to the cloud. Um, but, uh, yeah, what did you have some other? That's always one word, I think, offline. Yeah, as a style thing, it's one word. Um, uh, your point in your entry uh, on offline is just that. 
that you, when you're connected to the internet, you're online. Right. And when you disconnect, you are offline. Right. And then I add people who don't understand this often say things they get from the internet that they downloaded them offline, evidently thinking that the word means off the internet. Nothing can be uploaded or downloaded to a site when you are offline. Exactly. So that's a that's a question of um, uh, that's a question of confusing between when you're online and when you are offline. Yeah, getting something off of the internet mm -hmm. is not an activity that involves being offline. I'm I'm reading your entry right now. I've got it in front of me, and I notice that uh, the word internet is capitalized. Right. You you capitalize the word internet. I still see that in uh, I still see that around. Uh, that's something that's that's shifting. What does your entry say about internet and World Wide Web? Okay, this is another one of these that has been changing uh, quite a bit, and I'm maybe in the minority still advocating the capitalization of internet. Um, but there's also uh, intranet, which is a much more unusual word. Uh, internet is the proper name of the network most people connect to, and the word needs to be capitalized. However, intranet, a network confined to a smaller group, is a generic term that does not deserve capitalization. In advertising, we often read things like unlimited internet, capitalized, $35. It would be more accurate to refer to this sort of context, in this sort of context, to internet access. So I'm making three different points there. Maybe we should separate them out. Um, so internet is the proper name of the network most people connect to, and the word needs to be capitalized. And what uh, most people have lost track of is that there used to be quite a few different activities that took place over the internet. And now I think people tend to think of the web and the internet as being the same thing. And so I think um, it, it became, uh, as people immersed themselves in the web and even began to do email via, say, Gmail accounts on the web, Internet came to be more of a generic idea and not something that incorporated various means of communication, including email and things like Dropbox and so on. Um, and everything got sort of swallowed up conceptually by the web. And, and World Wide Web, I also capitalize. Mm -hmm. um, now, if most people will uh, just use the word web now, mm -hmm. and in, in usually lowercase. But um, it's one of those where even at the time I wrote this, I was aware that I was this was a minority, somewhat old-fashioned position. But I don't think it ever will bother anybody if you capitalize it. Um, so it's one of those things where uh, it can be smart to go with a capital uh, just in case somebody influential is reading your stuff that might think less of you if you didn't. So World Wide Web, all capitals, uh, are all capitalized, is a name that some of us feel needs to be capitalized like Internet. It is made up of web pages and websites, both capitalized, or less formally, websites, all one word. Yeah, and just to recap what you were saying about the <coughs> World Wide Web versus the Internet, there was a time when when there was no World Wide Web. 
There, the right. internet existed. It was developed separately, and the World Wide Web is part of the internet. But it's um, they, for all intents and purposes, it becomes synonymous. Uh, it's almost unthinkable that you would log on to the internet uh, and not log on to the World Wide Web. Yeah, for certainly for most people. Well, that that takes care of that style, and I and I think it's 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 well pointed out that uh, look at your look in books and look in look in magazines and newspapers, uh, you will see a mix of capitals and uh, capitalization and non-capitalization on the word internet. Certainly, uh, World Wide Web. When you use all three words together, I think it's much less common to see it all lowercase. You know, a, a lot of young people uh, for some time now have tended to try to avoid capitals whenever possible and um, sometimes pride themselves on never hitting the shift key. And there's always been a, a lot of uh, high dudgeon about this from, from older folks. And the I think part of the motivation there is not laziness so much as it is wanting to be informal. It's a feeling that this is... Um, more casual, and certainly is, but it amuses me when people say it's just easier. I don't like to have to put in capitals uh, when they'll go to great lengths to find exactly the right emoji to insert into their message. That certainly takes a lot more trouble. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of funny capitalization that goes on around computers uh, anyway with what, what's called camel case. Uh, yes. You begin, you begin with lowercase, and somewhere in the middle when you change to a new word, rather than insert in a space, you make that the next letter capital. And of course, uh, Apple computer has uh, a whole, has whole product lines that do nothing but that. Uh, which makes me think of, well, of course, okay, so I'm talking about uh, iPhone, right. styled with a lowercase i and a capital P. Right. Um, uh, we used to have an i iMac. Right. Well, they had the whole line of products. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, that makes me think of another one of your entries. And oh, let me just add this. No, I think one of the reasons that a lot of people try to avoid capitals is they're just afraid of them because they know that sometimes they're using them wrongly. And they don't want to do, um, they don't want to get caught making a mistake. So the easiest thing to do is just don't use capitals altogether. And that then you can say, well, this is just my style. This is the way I'm doing it deliberately. It's not that I don't know how to use caps. Yeah, it's it, it can be a dodge, I guess. But uh, for for those of us who still write with capital capital letters and uh, try to even in texting, I still try to do that. Um, but not shouting, right? No all caps. Uh, yeah, no Sorry. all caps. Um, uh, but uh, do, we do try to employ them when they're needed. And I wanted to ask you about um, a funny entry. It looks a little ancient to me now. It's, it's called Mac and Mac. Uh, there's a Windows machines have a thing that's called a Mac address. And uh, uh, it's, it, it's actually styled all caps because it's an acronym. It's an acronym for uh, Media Access Control. Your Mac number is a is a media access control number, and it's not something that regular computer users know know about. 
Right. And, and the, I was aware that this is a pretty obscure point, but the, the main point I'm trying to make in the entry is not obscure. People who don't use Apple products or who know very little about the Macintosh often will spell it M, capital M, capital A, capital C. And it's, and of course, it's not only wrong because it could be confused theoretically with the, the Mac address, uh, but that's just not, not the way it is. It's not an acronym. It's just a, sh a nickname. It's short. And when you shorten something like Mr., it's capital M, lowercase r. Mm -hmm. It's not capital M, capital R. And the short term for Macintosh is M, capital M, lowercase a, lowercase c. Right. And uh, these days I don't see it as I don't see it as much as I feel like I used to. But uh, that's a, that's a good point that the it's a capital M lowercase a lowercase c. That's yeah. the proper style for Mac. Sure for Macintosh. And I mostly see it in emails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, well, here's a here's a word that sounds similar, but it's totally on a different track. And and it's something that you and I will disagree over, but uh, I might as well bring it up. It's right next door. We're talking about Mac and Mac. This is Mike and Mike. M-I-C versus M-I-K-E. Until recently, and um, this was written first decade or two ago, the casual term for microphone was M-I-K-E, not M-I-C. Young people now mostly imitate the technicians who prefer the shorter M-I-C label on their soundboards, but it looks distinctly odd to those used to the traditional term. There are no other words in English in which I-C is pronounced to rhyme with bike. That's the reason for the traditional Mike spelling in the first place. And Ben Zimmer goes on to say that uh, M-I-C does not make a good spelling for the activity, miking. If you are in the process of miking a show or if you have miked a show, a miked particularly, M-I-C-E-D, meist, mm -hmm. that just does not work. So the K usually would be the one that would be used by even people that tend to uh, use MIC for the, let's see, open mic night or you know, hand me the mic or use the mic output or whatever. Yeah, and and uh, I I would fall on the side of using MIC for the spelling of it. Um, the reason why, there's all kinds of interference here from the name Mike, M-I-K-E, uh, the fact that, yeah, the fact that Mike cannot logically be, M-I-C cannot logically be pronounced Mike, <laughs> should be pronounced Mick. Uh, and you're right. If you start adding suffixes to the word Mike, you get into all kinds of problems too. So it's just a bad abbreviation, but nobody wants to say microphone. Right. But I, th I think it did, and, and Zimmer speculated the same thing, that when there were soundboards and other pieces of equipment where we'd have mic one, mic two, mic three on them, a three-letter label fit on, in a narrow space better. And it was obviously a, an abbreviation to those people for microphone. And I think it sprang out of those technical surroundings. And now it's dominant. It's certainly the standard way for most people to spell mic. Microphone now is MIC. Well, another device that everybody uh, has 
these days. Um, most people do have a mic actually on their on their laptop computer, but they may not know it. But uh, um, certainly a lot of a lot of people still have a CD-ROM. What did we say about a CD-ROM? Right. Well, the CD-ROM drive is common in computers, but now they're beginning to leave those off too. Apple notoriously has taken all insertable media away from its latest generation of laptops. But um, CD-ROM was very big for a while, and people thought that was going to be the storage medium of the future, and huge numbers of resources were stored on CD-ROM. I can remember um, the library buying huge sets of CD-ROM, and now they're sort of um, the microfilm of the digital age, <laughs> moving away from that toward uh, more cloud-based sort of storages. But CD-ROM stands for Compact Disk read-only memory. And um, people would say, CD, give me a CD-ROM disk. So that would be technically redundant, but it became standard usage, I think, for people to say, I'll give you a CD-ROM. And by that, they didn't mean the drive. They meant the disk. Um, we don't use it so much anymore, but we also have DVDs now. Uh, di from Originally, it was digital video disk. And uh, the, there was great debate about that because he started using them for other purposes and there was uh, the industry was very exercised about uh, what DVD stood for and for a long time they would say it doesn't stand for anything and uh, then they, they tried digital versatile disc um, but now it's just a plain DVD and the point here to avoid is don't say give me that DVD disc, just give me that DVD. So it, what happened is the same thing that happened with CD-ROM. You don't have to say disc and you don't have to do a DVD. However, there is an additional complication. Now that we have Blu-ray discs, the official abbreviation for those is BD, which I find very confusing. It's going to be a long time to recognize. I think Sony pioneered this. Um, but if you're trying to borrow a video to watch on your DVD player, it's important to know whether the disc you're getting is a BD, that is a Blu-ray disc, or a DVD. If your player can only handle DVDs and cannot play Blu-ray discs, then you can wind up with something that you can't use. So it's important to be precise in that case. Exactly. And you have some other related terms, uh, which I'll just go over quickly, uh, that, that are... Uh, <clears throat> tech terms that are that lead to redundancies. Uh, pin number. Yeah, this one gets discussed all the time. Um, uh, a PIN, personal identification number. It's uh, it's an acronym for that phrase, and so your pin is your pin. It doesn't be have to call the pin number. Oh, how about? Uh, I know that you work on a Mac. I work on a. PC, and I don't ever call it a PC computer. So people don't usually say PC computer, uh, but the word, the abbreviation PC uh, is often used to mean computer, and that poses some problems. The phrase PC computer is a bit awkward and redundant since PC stands for personal computer. The problem is that originally the label PC meant not personal computers generally, but computers compatible with the IBM PC introduced in 1981. 
By the time IBM adopted the, the abbreviation for a specific model, there had been many earlier personal computers like the Commodore PET and the Apple II. Now IBM doesn't make PCs and none of today's popular personal computers is compatible with the original PC. The label is still used to distinguish between computers running some version of Microsoft's Windows operating system and the Macintosh computers made by Apple, even though Macs are certainly personal computers and the newer ones can also run Windows. No wonder people forget what PC stands for. If you want to use the abbreviation to indicate that your computer is not a Mac, PC alone will do, despite its literal inaccuracy. But um, I do I do get bothered in articles when people say, well, just do this on your PC. And what they mean is on your computer. Mm -hmm. these, these are people who are just not part of the Mac world and don't realize that they're they're not including Macintosh when they say PC. Well, there are there and there are plenty of those out there who 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 probably believe that. But but it's all it is a good history and it's a good rundown on the history of it. A personal computer obviously is is the gen most generic term for the device that we all use just about every single day. I suppose if I were offended enough by this term, I could say that PC is not PC. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we have we have one more uh, phrase that could lead to redundancy. How, how about an LCD display? Ah, yes. What's an LCD display? LCD stands for liquid crystal display. So some argue it is redundant to write LCD display and argue you should just use LCD or LCD screen instead. But some in the industry argue that LCD display is the generic term for the category which comprises both LCD screens and LCD projectors. However, if you want to avoid the redundancy in wording, you can still refer more precisely to your laptop or TV as having an LCD screen. Many people confuse this abbreviation with LED, which stands for Light Emitting Diode, a much earlier technology. You will often see explanations, even in technical contexts, in which LCD is incorrectly defined as liquid crystal diode, and it is misleading to call an LCD television screen, which has LED backlighting, an LED screen. Part of the problem here, I think, is that LED is an older technology. It was around for a long time, like with handheld calculators and so on. All kinds of machines we used to read these little numer numerical displays on LED screens. LED video screens, however, came along after LCD. So it's possible for people to either think of, of this as an old, outdated technology or as the latest hot thing. It just depends on when they first encountered the term. And that's one the reason I think that LED is often misused. Well, it's it's entirely it is entirely confusing because this all of these screens and they're that are employed in um, uh, uh, for high definition television. There, there are different different formats, and it's it's easy to see LCD and LED getting confused. There's only one letter difference. Um, people don't tend to think about what the what these abbreviations stand for. You talked about that earlier with DVD, uh, and the in the industry at one point saying it doesn't stand for anything. Right. <laughs> Dis, disowning any any um, uh, connection to uh, some sort of abbreviation that existed in the past. 
But if you're shopping for a new screen, it's important to know the difference. It should, yes, it would be. And, I, and there's plasma televisions and there's... And there's OLEDs, and that, that's the coming thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's all kinds of technology to try to keep up with all the time. And uh, it, it's not always easy. But as it does, when it comes in, uh, it's important to uh, try to learn what the terms mean, um, especially the ones that catch on, and uh, so that you can have an intelligent conversation about it. And it's also important to see how people are writing them and styling them in their writing so that uh, you can follow the correct forms when you're writing them out yourself. Right. Thank you, Paul. This has been a lot of there. I'm surprised how many great uh, tech terms worth knowing there are in the book. If I started listing them out, I realized, wow, there's quite a quite a quite a nice list here. So thanks for talking about them. Yeah, talk to you later. That'll do it for the Common Errors in English Usage podcast. Send your comments, questions, and feedback to commonerrorspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.